Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. We have brought you corporate professionals, we've brought you doctors, we've brought you entrepreneurs, startups, and people from different jobs. Today we have Pradeep Sachdeva, a really well-known architect. Pradeep, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ashutosh. Pradeep is from IIT Roorkee. He's an architect, an urban designer, and a landscape architect. Pradeep, you've designed some of the most iconic spaces of Delhi, like Delhi Heart. I mean, everybody who must be listening to our show must have been to Delhi Heart. Garden of Five Senses, uh, with the Godavari River front. You're working on Chandni Chowk, and I'm going to talk to you about Chandni Chowk, and Asi Ghat, among others. Talk to us a little bit about your early journey as an architect. You know, it's really never a journey only as an architect. Yeah. It's a journey as a person okay. and what you want to do. And I think in life, it's also about destiny putting you in the right place or not right, but in a certain place. So I was helping a, a, a person who runs an NGO in setting up a small crafts market outside, uh, uh, you know, the Emporia complex next mm-hmm. to Hanuman temple on putting some few craftspeople and they were meant to come once a week or thereabouts. And we were kind of pro bono because also when you are young, yeah. it's also the way I was that I never never really looked at the meter yeah. 35 years back time right. for different right. I agree. We were not so, so money, revenue driven. Absolutely. And that became Suddenly, you know, the lady who runs the NGO is quite ambitious. Uh, she runs a trust called Dastkari Heart Samiti. And she said, you know, let's do a proper crafts market. Okay. So, sure. So, again, we started working with her. It's, uh, and she managed, she really runs around, has a lot of energy. And we got a piece of land behind Purana Kila, mm-hmm. next to Bairo Temple. Yeah. And, uh, we made a sketch, it worked, it was going to start. And then suddenly everything stopped because we were actually uh, right next to Purana Kila mm-hmm. and you can't build anything, correct? Yeah. You know, at a certain mm-hmm. distance. Mm-hmm. So everything died. And then a year or two later, suddenly some land appeared because she had been really working at it. And you have to move in the right political circles to push. And I think the cause was good. And this land on top of a Nala, Delhi yeah. mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. INA, suddenly became available. Delhi tourism through higher forces became the patron mm-hmm. under whose body this would work. And it's one of those lucky things because people keep saying bureaucracy can be difficult, there are too many obstacles. Everything fell together. Amazing. In a year and three months from the time we were shown the site, the concepts were done, the contracts, the Delhi tourism floated the bids and the project was completed and operational. And when was this? This is about 25 years. Full of bureaucracy, you were able to get this done so well. I can't tell you the support that the bureaucracy gave. We had the then managing director of Delhi Tourism, one Mr. Raghunathan, 
more than 100%. So what was the concept of the Lila? So the concept is that it's a market and you know just to remind you it's 25 years back yeah. but there were no malls yeah. in Delhi. Yeah. Uh, cinema halls were shutting down, had shut down by that time. There was no place you could go. The quality of parks is now better. Mm -hmm. Nehru Park and Lodi Park have been enhanced through continuous maintenance. And the idea, and this is Mrs. Jayajetri's idea mm -hmm. of the Gandhi Heart Samiti that it should be a place where craftsmen come from all over the country and they are given a shop only for two weeks. And then people come from another part of the country. And that actually brought so much awareness okay. of Indian craft okay. because people love shopping. Mm -hmm. Indian craft yeah. is beautiful, probably the finest in the world. True. And I don't know if anybody is documented, but what it may have done to the livelihoods of people mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Okay. It's sustainable. It's kept a sort of tradition alive, culture alive. And people have... So why, why hasn't Delhi Heart been replicated in every state? I think there have been attempts yeah. to do that. Okay. Because this was so successful, mm. the center actually started giving grants mm. to whatever state asked for it. And there have been quite a few built. <coughs> I think... We tend to be very poor on implementing things mm. in this country, mm. in running things, especially within a system. If it's you've got a secure job in the government, mm. that's yeah. the people running it. People get complacent, they look, you know, it needs a little more drive. I mean, how can your panwala can actually do a roaring business, but a complex that which is, is a state patronage absolutely. doesn't because I think that at the managerial level, management level, the the sort of drive seems to be missing. So, out of this, uh, you know, big project that you did, and I was very young, and you were young, in my early thirties, twenty-five years ago. Yeah. Um, what were some of your learnings? Well, it set a certain direction mm -hmm. for me. You asked yeah. about my journey yeah. as an architect, yeah. and. After the first year or two, it was very quiet at Dilia. Suddenly, everybody was going there. Everybody mm. was talking about it. There are, of course, other aspects of design. We introduced food in the back so that people invariably come for food. Uh, it's sort of... I suddenly discovered that there's a whole genre of work yeah. called designing in the public reality. Which I hadn't been taught about Correct. in college. Correct. We have extremely yeah. conservative education mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. In architecture yeah. and I suspect also in... So it was a big eye-opening thing. Mm -hmm. And then one day I get a call from this very, very fine man uh, from DDA. Saying, uh, Pradeep, you have designed Delhi Heart. And our headquarters, DDA headquarters is a mess. Mm -hmm. On certain mm -hmm. days... When they open for public, you couldn't go there, mm. walk or car. Can you do something here? And we had never done a street. Mm. This actually mm. meant designing a street. Mm. So this is called Vikas Sadar, outside Vikas Sadar. Yeah. And we started thinking and we found there were great examples worldwide of redesigning streets Correct. for people. Correct. 
we were learning. We didn't get it 100% yeah. right or even 50% right. Yeah. But suddenly it opened our eyes. Yeah. And as luck would have it, one of my classmates went on to become a transport fellow mm-hmm. and started working with IIT Delhi. Mm-hmm. They, and they have a very, very innovative transport and injury prevention program, mm-hmm. a little center. And she exposed me, got me data on how countries in Scandinavia were doing it, traffic coming, mm-hmm. creating space for people. Even for her, it was a bit early days. Mm-hmm. But we took a certain direction. We made better footpaths. Mm-hmm. We moved the cars which were being parked on the streets out to uh, another area. Mm-hmm. We redid the bus stands in a little fun way with mosaic patterned mm-hmm. pillars and so on. Uh, we put very low cost, low walls where people could sit. We made a few kiosks because there was always a need for a tea shop and for photocopy because you came for your uh, registration of land, etc. It actually became very nice. Yeah. And I said, wow, this is fantastic. Based on that, I made a few presentations to the Delhi government. Okay. Because you were yeah. learning and yeah. I said, you know, there's a whole concept called streetscaping mm-hmm. or street design. Mm-hmm. And Delhi is the capital. Yeah. Let's do it. So the then CMs saw it. This must have been Mrs. Dixit. This is Mrs. Dixit. Yeah, and she was very forward looking. Very, very open and forward looking. And she empowered me. I agree. Yeah. So we started doing and did haven't still made great headway. But as a result, DDA has set up a division called UTPEC, Mm -hmm. which brought out a manual on street design. We moved even to the center and talked about it. I'm talking of the last 18, 19 years. I've often wondered, but there's a question that I have for you. Is that, you know, when you travel in Europe, when you travel in USA, in East, uh, Eastern part of the world, there is so much activity that happens on uh, pavements, on, on streets. At the same time, a city like Delhi is a river city. Yes. We have virtually no development other than the, the uh, mausoleums, if I can call them, for few leaders. But I mean, you know, well, such yeah, amazing... We have a lot of history, thing. sorry to interrupt. You. History, of course. Look at our monuments. No, I agree. Where are, where, how does a common man go to the riverfront and admire the Red Fort or the Purana Kila or, or anything else? Why is no work being done in details? On the river. On the river I, or on streets? Well, I think, you know, again, things sometimes move a bit slowly in this country as mm. you would know. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy, especially you have to work within the system. But I think I'm optimistic that in the things next two decades, mm. things will happen. I think the ground has been set. Suddenly, there are a small number of professionals who are quite proactive Mm. uh, about my priority first and foremost is a street Mm. as a designer because a city is reflected Mm. in its street. Not in a hundred story. You know, again, Delhi Delhi is a city which has four seasons. And uh, so many times I have Asked the same question to myself. Is there a place in Delhi where in winter I can go and sit uh, outside a, a restaurant? 
how do you get all your ideas oh you just work at it you don't get that. i mean you just have to put your head down you have I mean, you want to either reading or traveling you have to read a lot i have traveled a lot mm-hmm. i enjoy traveling within india outside india uh, i read a lot we have a uh, please visit our office you'll see our library it's uh, large i mean like you designed garden of five senses Oh, that's a beautiful place. It is. What was the motivation behind that? You know, so we went there, and it's it was then just a little on the edge of the city, which it still is. Yeah. Because you have the ridge behind. Yeah. And you could see the Kutub Minar, you could see Saket, and yet you were away from it. So I said, well, in the city, you forget that you have five senses, or more, in some cases. Yeah. This is a place where. you come and see well i'm alive mm-hmm. i have a body i have a mind mm-hmm. and my senses are alive uh so we did that as a starting point mm-hmm. and said well delhi has enough nice gardens yeah. like nehru park or lodi garden yeah so let's do something which is more contemporary in a way as a public place where people come so we put in food and so on uh we put in a lot of sculpture mm-hmm. contemporary lot of young and uh, sort of known sculptors and we worked a lot with craft because of our yeah. initiation early days formative True. years in architecture True. exposed to craft we said this creates jobs that's mm-hmm. it creates real jobs mm-hmm. so let's do that so as you enter you'll see beautiful stone walls yeah. stone carved elephants uh, and things like that so that was the idea and i must tell you that uh, there's a book out last year mm-hmm. called garden lust okay which has documented the 50 best gardens in the world built in the 21st century and the garden of five wow. senses is the only one from all of south asia so south asia is pakistan yeah, bangladesh yeah, nepal yeah. that's a big area but it's still a big and sri lanka so it's a new garden we are not making enough gardens mm-hmm. in this country you know we are making little beautification mm-hmm. within courts which is you know neither fish nor fowl you need something with and the talent is there in this country who can who can produce things like this it just needs the right patronage correct and patronage for this can only come from the state okay so let's talk about chandni chowk yes you are passionate about your designing and redesigning chandni chowk and i think they want to make it into only a pedestrian zone 
it is. Tell us a little bit okay. about. It's it's something that is initiated by a petition in the Delhi High Court by an NGO which wanted to look at the rights of non-motorized vehicles or NMVs as we call them in short. Now, we were asked to work on it. Much work has gone on that for the last uh, decade and a half. We only started working two and a half years mm-hmm. because we were asked earlier to work on Jama Masjid. That still is being churned and deliberated. And we thought this is an opportunity to make it pedestrian and cycle, cycle rickshaw friendly. Cycle rickshaw or cycle is not a primitive mode of no, transport. No, it is a mode of the future. Correct. Because it is zero carbon emission. Yeah. Walking is mode of the future. And everyone's cycling to work now. Yeah. Except we are not creating the infrastructure Correct. for them. So we presented and there are some 15-20 different stakeholders for Chandichok, Delhi government, Delhi police, traffic police and wow there was agreement. Amazing. Keep the cars out. So this is I think a result of 15-20 years of us working as semi-activists and many other people working on sensitizing people that the age of the car cannot, I mean you can't let a car Rule your city. So, because it's a big... Chalk has such incredible heritage. Yet, there are other issues. There are shops. They need to be serviced. They need materials to come. They need to go. So, it will be pedestrian and cycle rickshaws from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And in the night, it will be open to vehicles. So, your deliveries can come. Also, we have designed the NMV lanes in such a way that emergency vehicles can come. There are two NMV lanes, there are two footpaths and there's a median uh, and and, and uh, uh, there are a lot of jalouses, mm-hmm. religious processions mm-hmm. which take place. So, if need be, a side can be blocked and freed up for processions. There's a Gurdwara Sistan, yeah. there, there, there are a couple of mosques mm-hmm. and there are other sort of processions. And, and it's a culinary delight. It is a culinary delight. So, so, so. work is underway. Okay. A lot of work has been done. And when do you think this will be ready? Well, less than next six months. It'll be six open. months? Yes, less possible. So what were some of your challenges uh, when you were going through this? So challenges were... And they're still there. Mm-hmm. We are still working at it. Uh, is we thought that this is the opportunity for the walled city, Shah Jahanabad, to upgrade the urban utilities. Okay. Electricity, water, sewerage, stormwater drainage. Mm-hmm. So just finding space for each one and choosing the right technology. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go for a high-tech solution, which is what we dreamt of initially. Yeah. You know, you get excited by yeah. Toys, deliberated, called experts on Germany, spoke with them, spoke to people like Dr. Satya, now the uh, director of IIT Tirupati. Mm-hmm. And he said, but keep it simple. The moment you make it complex, you'll never finish the job. All hell is going to break loose because you don't know what time to go. 
So we then narrowed it down to as simple a system as possible, easy to maintain. And that's why the project will get ready. If we had done something complex, we'd still be struggling perhaps. So those were finding the right technology, right systems, right approach to anything. Because it's an active street, you know, and yeah. still people are going through a lot of yeah. inconvenience. But maybe it's a one-time but thing. You know, what is fascinating is how I see the reaction of the younger set of Indians. You know, I was seeing the reaction when Connaught Place was redesigned. Yes. And yes, people went through a lot of pain. But what has come out finally is a product that the citizens like. Of course. And, and it's become more popular. Yeah. Kind of place. And I've often said this, you know, when I speak that in India, uh, we have not been given enough new or renovated assets, which is why a Delhi metro is so treasured. It's so treasured. Right. Because we look, after it. we look after it. We it's don't go around spitting in it or anything. So, you know, I'm sure well, Chandni Chowk will be an absolutely incredible Let's project. Let's see. Let's see. It's looking beautiful. Yeah. Uh, there were challenges there. There have been resistance from, say, for example, a group of conservation architects. Well, the, I think the bigger challenge was to get all the service providers and the government to sit on a table. And they, nobody was looking the next guy in the eye. And today, it's kind of a really beautiful, cohesive thing. And I must say, because we keep cursing in this country, the bureaucrats won't do anything. Yeah. But the bureaucracy has actually made it happen. Fantastic. We have a leader who is from the Delhi uh, administration, an IS officer, a woman. She has really made this project happen. I mean, if I don't report for two days, I get a call saying what's happening. I mean, God bless. I mean... That's what you need in this yeah. country, but the people are there. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's an honor. Yeah. So, there have been those kind. There have been also a lot of resistance from, say, our own community of architects who are saying, oh, but you shouldn't have done it this way, you should have done it that way. Why are the transformers in the middle? Why not on the side? We tried to reason because we had deliberated everything. You have to do one thing. You, you can't please everybody. anybody or everybody uh, in one with one solution. So those have been big challenges. In fact, some of these people have gone to court and the judge has been very, very... The other thing, our judiciary, how perceptive and sensitive they can be sometimes to drive a project. You know, there's a court hearing pretty much every six weeks and and they're monitoring so closely. And I mean, it it restores your confidence, faith in the country. Correct. Which we need to do. Correct. You know, because at the end of the day, we can all make a lot of money. And, you know, there's this story, today's paper. These are the wealthy Indians. And it's going into some mind-boggling numbers. Which, of course, they create their jobs. Yeah. Some of them are tech, yeah. software giants and so on. But even at a small level, and I had very humble building beginnings with virtually no money. I think it's possible to achieve if you have the intent. I'm not saying I've achieved a lot, but I think all of us need not become cynical. Absolutely. I think that's the end of you as a person. Correct. 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 So one more question um, uh, before I move into a few questions on you personally. You know, um, when I was reading about you, you like working with bamboo. Yeah. Why this fascination? 
Well, again, like I said, a lot of things are chance. And while we were doing the Garden of Five Senses, I was introduced to somebody who was the then head of the National Mission on Bamboo. The government had these five-year span missions. So I asked him for Bamboo and he said, sure, sure, but look, we need you. Can you come on our advisory board because you're an architect and you've done these kind of, we do humble buildings. We don't do, you know, Taj Mahal of the world. And uh, I said, sure. So I got introduced. I said, but if I'm here, then I might as well find out what's happening. Who does what? So we started looking at Indian tradition, negligible. Plentiful, but we found this architect called Simon Veres mm-hmm. in Colombia. And he's a rock star bamboo. Mm-hmm. Very well known mm-hmm. now. We connected with him, we invited him to India. I went and saw his buildings. Mm-hmm. We did a couple of workshops. So he taught me about working with Bamboo. Okay. Again, very sustainable mm-hmm. material. Uh, plentiful in this really country. So we've done some work. There is a love for it. I have a house outside Delhi, which has a roof, which Simon Velez helped me design. And I got the bamboo from Assam. So it is fun. Mm. But we are in Delhi and it's not really a bamboo culture. So there are not enough opportunities to do bamboo. But we have the skills. And we were part of a team, which in 2010, we and a few other architects designed the India Pavilion at the Shanghai Expo. It was jaw-dropping. It was 105 feet dire. It was, to my mind, the greenest building in that whole complex. Everybody was talking about ours is green, that Mm -hmm. is green, we are sustainable. Mm -hmm. They were throwing PR parties and Indians often are not very good at PR. Mm -hmm. Nobody talked. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you could stand there and look up and it was completely in bamboo. Wow. It, it, it's really remarkable as, as a Amazing. building. So, you know, Pradeep, moving on to a few more questions. Um, you know, you've had so much success. You're humble. No, so what, what, is, what is the secret of your success? I don't think I'm successful. I mean, we are a modest office. I still struggle every month to pay my salaries. No, but success doesn't, not to be defined by money. Okay. I mean, and, uh, iconic buildings, being invited, doing things like Chandni Chowk, bamboo. I mean, something drives you. I, it's not me. I have a team. I have team members who've been there with me for as long as 25 years now. Another one 20 years, another one 18 years. So I've been blessed that way because you can't, I'm not a poet or a writer who brings out a bestseller. It's architectures at the end of it, teamwork, and I've really been only the kind of driver of this little group of people. Uh, And and they've all been very, again, I'm blessed repeating that saying, none of them seems to be overtly driven by money or a big car or something. You know, they live very frugal lives. And so we are able to therefore focus on what I think is the right thing to do for architects in this country. Fantastic. That's what we have done. We have tried to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we fall flat yeah. on our faces, but mm-hmm. but I think when when you have support of people who are who are sort of not putting financial pressures on you, uh, I think you can do 
a good progress. So, question that I ask all my guests, you know, yes. we all, you and I are probably similar vintage. Um, we all have failures. Yes. So, question I ask is, tell me your biggest learning from your biggest failure. I mean, our biggest failure is currently going on. Okay. It's, but I, and I don't know if I've learned anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I, the thing I would say, which is very unscientific, is trust your instincts. Correct. Uh, we were offered a very big job. You know how jobs yeah. work. Sometimes somebody wants you to work, and you, uh, and then they manipulate things so that you get the job. We were offered this very large university campus. Mm -hmm. First time I said no. Mm -hmm. I said this is not our call. Mm -hmm. That man was introduced as by a very dear friend, mm -hmm. and. It's, um, they, I gave them a process to follow, call a competition, do this. They did it, it didn't work, so they came back again saying, Kardo, I didn't listen to my instinct, mm. that is my failure. We took it on, it's my biggest failure. Okay. It's, it's been dealing with, it's designed by a committee of an extremely poor quality committee. A committee has changed since then. The second committee, I thought the first committee was mm -hmm. bad. The second committee is worse. Uh, the gentleman who got me into this has since retired. Not that he was a great mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to put it on record. Mm -hmm. uh, complete. Mm -hmm. It's demotivated me. I have not been able to work with the team. And my people skills are not bad. Yeah. And they mm -hmm. have... Uh, it's a failure. It's a complete failure. And I have stopped going to the site. I sent somebody junior... I don't know what's coming up. We we started with a dream. We said it's a public space. It's a university where public funds are being spent. Let's not get into gimmicks where we are trying to do star architecture buildings, which are a norm across the world. A little bit here. Because with that mm. kind of mm. job, you can. And I said, let's keep things simple, flexible. Uh, uh, our sort of mm. thoughts on that have not been respected and I'm still trying to reason out how to get out of the job. <laughs> so what, what would uh, your advice be to a lot of young people who are starting off the journey as architects? Like I said, when I started, I was in college, maybe there were 20 uh, colleges in the country. Each one produced 20 to 40 young architects. And I thought competition was... Today, there are 500 colleges. True. Some of them have an intake of 100. Wow. You know, it's like a factory. I don't even know where the faculty is coming from to teach. So, generally, I suspect in a lot of these, the quality of education is very poor. Mm -hmm. But, at least when I went to college, I realized you have to teach yourself. Mm -hmm. Time spent in the library, exposure, and this is pre-internet days. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was in college, we were allowed to use a calculator for the first time. True. We used a slide rule. So, I'm sure it's a challenge. If you train yourself, and I find that with a lot of young people who come to work with us, mm -hmm. is they're not particularly training themselves. Mm -hmm. Don't expect somebody else to train you or True. teach you. True. That was from till class 12. Mm -hmm. That's over. Now, you know, so, I find that 
perhaps in India especially, uh, we don't have that education pushing you to teach. We have very knowledgeable sounding faculties and teachers and professors and very authoritative. But does it provoke you? Does it, you know, does it sort of stimulate you and say, okay, don't depend on me. You've got to be walking on your own two feet. So I think there is a lot of work. There is more than enough work in this country compared to most parts of the world. I, I would say don't get disheartened if you find that, my God, you are competing with every year a crop of so many young architects coming out. I, I think there's a lot of work because like I said, when I got out of college, there were 20 colleges, but there was also not so much work. We've had a boom, we've had our recessions, but the the built environment will continue to be getting inputs and uh, it is an integral part of any growing economy which right. I believe we are. Right. So that I, right. it's a very long winded answer, no, no, but, but it's that's what it's it is. Website. There is no clear grey. I mean, it's grey, it's not black and white. So, Pradeep, thank you very much thank you. for coming on our show. Pleasure. Um, I wish you all success with Chandni Chowk. Thank you. After you've launched and when you have the time, I sincerely hope I can walk with you. Of course, with pleasure. And see your creation. Certainly. So, thank You're you. You're nearly there. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply search for The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.